0: Wednesday, Matthew twenty-six, six through sixteen, Mark fourteen, three through eleven, Luke twenty-two, three through six.
1: Mark fourteen, three through eleven. And while he was at Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, as he was reclining at the table, a woman came with an alabaster flask of ointment of pure nard, very costly, and she broke the flask and poured it over his head. There were some who said to themselves indignantly, I say to you, whenever the gospel is proclaimed in the whole world, what she has done will be told in memory of her. Then Judas Iscariot, who was one of the twelve, went to the chief priests in order to betray him to them. And when they heard it, they were glad and promised to give him money. And he sought an opportunity to betray him.
0: The past several days have been a rush of tension and anger for Jesus' opponents, but yet Jesus has an unflinching resolve. Words have been his currency, and he spent piles of them. But on Wednesday before his death, Jesus is still. He's in the home of his friend, Simon the leper, for dinner. Simon is not currently a leper because Jesus has healed him. The dinner party is a mixture of people. It includes Lazarus, the guy who was just dead a few days ago, Martha, Lazarus' sister, Mary, who's also Martha's sister and Lazarus' sister, and the twelve disciples. During their meal together, Mary, Lazarus' sister, comes to Jesus with an alabaster flask of perfume. She's been saving this perfume. It was, according to scholars, a worth a year's wages. And for this exact occasion, she saved it. It perhaps was her dowry. It was their most precious possession. She begins pouring it on Jesus's head and then his feet, which requires a breaking open of its container. It's like popping a cork on a $20,000 bottle of wine. This was a deliberate act. She's offering Jesus everything she has. By giving her most valuable possession to him, she is expressing her knowledge that he is about to give himself for her. What Jesus does is beautiful, and Jesus wants everyone to know it. There is an honor and kindness in this gesture. Jesus returns the honor by saying that history will never forget her act of beauty. Wherever the gospel is proclaimed, she will be remembered. She was preparing Jesus for his burial, and today we remember her. The question for you is this, how much is Jesus worth to you? Is he worth everything? I believe he's priceless. See if we're to be like Mary. We must stay close to Jesus. We must reflect on what he has done for us, and we should never ever get over what he has done. The great British preacher Charles Haddon Spurgeon said this, are you content to follow Jesus from a distance? Oh, let me affectionately warn you, for it is a grievous thing when we can live contentedly without the present enjoyment of the Savior's face. Let us work to feel what an evil thing this is. Little love to our own dying Savior? Little joy in our precious Jesus? Little fellowship with the Beloved? Hold a true Lent in your souls while you sorrow over your hardness of heart. Don't stop at sorrow. Remember where you first received salvation. Go at once to the cross. There and there only can you get your spirit aroused. No matter how hard, how sensible, How dead we may have become. Let us go again in all the rags and poverty and defilement of our natural condition. Let us clasp that cross. Let us look into those languid eyes. Let's bathe in the fountain filled with blood. This will bring us back to our first love. This will restore the simplicity of our faith and the tenderness of our heart. The more we dwell where the cries of Calvary can be heard, the more noble our lives become. Nothing puts life into men like a dying Savior. Thank you for listening to the Central Sanford Podcast. For more information or how to take your next step, visit us online at centralsanford.net.